G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Life, Culture and Current Events from a Biblical Perspective, 2020 on Vision. And now it's my privilege to welcome onto the airwaves Martin Isles. He's the Managing Director of the Australian Christian Lobby. He did a great job on Q&A last Thursday night on ABC TV. He's also been on Alan Jones on Sky TV recently. And uh, we've got a a few hot topics to tackle today. Martin, I was so impressed with uh, your time on Q&A the other night. How are you going, mate? Are you doing all right after the big night? Yeah, Matt, I'm doing pretty well. I'm, I'm grateful to God, actually. Before I went on, I knew it would be uh, a bit of a lion's den. I knew that everybody would be opposed to me. Uh, and I thought, look, if I get one or two really good, solid moments out of this, it'll, it'll make it worthwhile. And I found myself praying before I went on that I'd get an opportunity just to speak about the gospel and explain what the gospel really was. And it was fairly early in the program that a rolled gold opportunity came up uh, when Alan, a gay man, asked me directly uh, a question that was very much about, that was actually about Israel Falau. I was just able to sit there and explain as best I could what the gospel message was, uh, the themes of repentance, uh, the themes of uh, faith in Christ, uh, the salvation in Christ. And that actually kicked off a whole conversation among the panel about repentance, which was, I don't think the ABC's ever talked about repentance before. So that was brilliant. And that happened. And I felt that that was, well, I knew that that was a really strong answer to prayer. And I thought, well, my job's done. uh, And it doesn't matter what happens after this. I'm pleased at least we got that part in. So yeah, God was good and very much felt his presence throughout. Well, I was uh, watching uh, online later that night, uh, so impressed with the way that you spoke because, you know, you can, you know, I've, I've been on Q&A myself when I asked a question uh, of uh, Prime Minister Kevin Rudd many years ago, and, and I remember feeling like I was Daniel in the lion's den. I thought they were going to lynch me that night. Uh, but you know what? You, you just got to say what God gives you to say. And, uh, you know, I love your comment about repentance. You said, you know, it was the first thing that John the Baptist talked about, the first thing Jesus talked mm. about. And at, at yeah. Pentecost, it was the first thing Peter talked about. It's, it's mm-hmm. core to the Christian message. And you actually said the day that you realized you were a sinner that needed to repent was the best day of your life. I mean, that's a pretty clear gospel message, mate. Did you get much positive feedback from that? Uh, from the audience, yes. Uh, from the panellists, not so much. So um, amazingly, a number of people had shown up in the audience to support me. We didn't, we didn't actually stack it. They just showed up. Uh, and so there was good applause there. Amongst the panel, um, they're very, uh, look, the kind of people on the panel, difficult individuals. I mean, you had one panellist praising Lil Nass, uh, the, the US rapper who, uh, well, has done a sort of a, a Satanist rap video lately and sold a, a Satan shoe with human blood in it. So you can imagine, like, the kind of people on the panel, very hostile, very opposed 
into Christianity, into the message that I was speaking. So they were they were frosty, um, and it was difficult afterwards in the green room. But uh, you know, I did I talked to everybody and uh, and chatted and all the rest of it, and did my very best. But yeah, uh, not much positive feedback from the panelists. But at the same time, the reality is they talked about the issue. I know that uh, Hamish responded uh, to the discussion that we had um, about repentance uh, in a way that he was a bit, he's kind of ticked off after that. Um, he sort of shut me down a little bit, wouldn't, didn't really want my contributions. So it obviously had an impact. Uh, and sometimes that happens. If something worms its way into someone's conscience or they're thinking about it, it's a bit like a rock in their shoe. It annoys them a bit, but it's there. And so, you know, we just pray that the seeds were planted with them. But the most important thing is that hundreds of thousands of people were watching. Uh, and there was a, a questioner who I pray for, and I'd encourage everyone to pray for, uh, Alan, who asked the question. And uh, it was to him, he was a, a gay man. He said, I'm an out and proud gay man. What does the, what, what about Israel Falau? What do you have to say about that? And I just talked to him about repentance and faith. And I pray for him that, uh, that there'll be an impact on him as well. You know, God's word never returns void, Jesus said. So That's right. we can be sure there's an impact. Well, you got such a good heart, Martin, and you, and you did such a great job. The other answer that I was really impressed uh, when, when you responded about uh, the word hate, because uh, right. a lot of people use the word hate. They say, you Christians, you hate everyone. You hate this person. You hate this group. You know, um, what, what was, uh, in a nutshell, what was your response about the definition of the word hate? Well, Alan said, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm sick of hearing hate speech basically against me and Israel Folau. I said hate speech. And so I just said, look, I want, before I answer the question, I want to pick up the word hate. That is thrown at us a lot, as you said, Matt, um, and it is bandied around in political discussion. But I just made the point, look, hate's a very serious word. It's important to know what it means. It actually is a motive of the heart. And it's a motive of the heart that wishes harm to befall another person. Very nasty sin. Jesus effectively said, actually, in Matthew 5, he didn't use the word hate, but close to it. Basically, if you hate your brother, you've murdered him in your heart. It's a very serious sin. And I just made the point. I said, look, a Christian never, ever, ever has that attitude to another person. They're never seeking their destruction. They are never seeking their harm because they never look at them fundamentally as an enemy to be destroyed. And that's the danger of politics, of course, is that other people become enemies to be destroyed. But Christians only ever see people as souls that need to be saved. And that includes themselves. And so here we are looking at everlasting souls and we seek their salvation in all things. We seek their good. We seek their welfare. We seek their eternal blessing. So I just made that point about hate first and foremost, which I was pleased to be able to do because it's a word that's become so cheap and it's thrown around in politics. And it's just not true. This isn't hate. This is disagreement, which is a completely different thing. Well, I saw the clip uh, that you posted on your Facebook as well. I shared it. A lot of people have been sharing it. Uh, there's a little clip that goes for 13 minutes of uh, some of the best bits of Martin Isles on Q&A. People can check it out there on, uh, on Facebook as well. Uh, and uh, the other thing that I noticed, uh, I think it was Eternity News actually did an article this week uh, in, in the past week since your appearance saying that, you know, there are some Christian leaders that are saying they don't support the ACL and the ACL doesn't represent all Christians. Uh, what's your response to how some Christian leaders are speaking out against the ACL? Well, there's been, uh, on the night itself, on the program, one of the themes that came through from the questioners was effectively, well, you know, ACL doesn't speak for Christians, ACL doesn't speak for Christians, and that was a continual theme. And I, I felt like saying, well, it's interesting, isn't it, that the ACL is the largest 
uh, entity represented on the panel by 350%, and the next biggest is governing the country. So it's pretty hard to say if ACL doesn't speak for people. I mean, we've enjoyed huge growth and all the rest of it. And I, I look, I, I, I think I probably speak to more Christians in a week and go to more churches in a month than, than anyone. And I'm here to tell you, uh, the vast, vast majority of Australian Christians are on board with the ACL. Yeah. Uh, they know that we don't deal with everything. We don't deal with poverty. We don't deal with other things. But there's so many charities that do. And ACL's called to what we're called to. And people support what we do. And the those who don't are in the absolute minority. And I, I, I say that having reflected on it and thought, yep. That is absolutely right. There's very, very, very few pew sitters in churches around this country uh, who don't look at ACL and go, yeah, I'm behind that. So that's a narrative that ABC put out. Yeah, there's a couple of Christian leaders, too, that like to say that because they're not too keen, not too hot on us, but they're in the minority. And righteousness doesn't have to be popular. It just has to be righteous. However, by God's grace, we enjoy quite a lot of popularity in the Christian world, and we do speak for many people. Well, it's wonderful to hear of the uh, amazing support you guys are getting. And, uh, you know, one of the big things that you've been getting a lot of media coverage uh, recently has been the Israel Folau uh, saga, which we've been discussing. Uh, I've actually been to a few footy games recently and been with a group of Christians there holding up the signs, let Izzy play. And, and you know, by the way, the Broncos are going. I think they need Izzy back uh, at the moment, Martin. What do you reckon? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I reckon they certainly do. And, uh, yeah, and Matt, I know that I think you held up those signs, let Izzy play at one of those games. So good on you. Uh, you know, walk at the talk, getting out there, being active. But, uh Look, the thing is, um, Israel Folau's back in Australia. They've moved back to Australia because of a health issue in Maria's family. And, you know, Israel's a fighting fit, you know, player who's one of the best in the world. And he's sitting there saying, well, I'd be prepared to play NRL. And the NRL have welcomed back criminals. They've welcomed back drug cheats. They've welcomed back uh, domestic abusers. And yet Israel Folau, for the horrendous crime of saying something on Instagram, which was the gospel, as I pointed out on Q&A, um, uh, he's not allowed back to play in any club. And so we thought, look, what's missing from this picture? Well, the clubs need to have the courage to ask the NRL, because the clubs want him. Mm. They really do. I think it's about five that really want him. And the NRL, though, is saying, don't you dare ask. If you ask, you're going to face the music, going to punish you. Uh, and the reason for that is if the NRL asks, and the, if the clubs ask and the NRL say no, then there could be a lawsuit that follows because of religious discrimination. And so we're trying to put some people power into this equation and get the clubs you know, receiving tens of thousands of emails from the public saying, hey, let Easy play, it's time for Easy to come back. And then the clubs might say, look, we've got such strong grassroots support, we can convince our sponsors, we just need to ask the NRL. So that's kind of where we're at. By the grace of God, we might see some progress between now and the end of the year, maybe for next season. It might not happen like today. Um, but we'll see, you know, um, and if people want to be a part of that, then go to lethimplay.com and fill in that thing. It'll be so super appreciated by Israel and Maria and by us. Um, and uh, it's a great opportunity just to do something practical to ensure a guy doesn't get cancelled and lose his livelihood mm. simply because he spoke the truth. And, you know, it's been interesting at, at the games I've been at holding up the Let Izzy Play signs. Most people are like, yeah, bring him back. We need him. He's a good, he's a great player, you know. Most most people are for it, you know. I just don't know why these, uh, why, the, why the NRL is uh, so scared about this. But, you know, people power can certainly make a difference. So let's uh, encourage people uh, to uh, find out more. Uh, they can go to acl.org.au. They'll find all the links there as well. It's worth uh, 
Uh, and, and it's great to see uh, Senator Matt Canavan uh, making a video about it uh, recently, didn't he? Yeah, Senator Matt Canavan uh, went on the news. So Channel 7 uh, wanted to interview me, and then uh, somebody sent me the clip, and Senator Canavan was in the clip as well, uh, giving uh, Izzy a, a good old boost in the background. So Senator Canavan's a senator for Queensland, so Queenslanders might want to remember his name. He's a really good stick, really good egg. Uh, and I, uh, I sent him a message and said, thanks, mate. <laughs> really <laughs> appreciate your support. Um, yeah, really cool. So, But you're right, by the way, uh, Matt, the... Um, the uh, the support in the community for Israel to come back is phenomenal. It's mm. huge, and it's higher amongst footy fans. So that's another thing that we're going we're to do a poll on that and release that in the news shortly and just show that the demonstration of support is there. So, yeah, that's the main thing. People want him. We just need to raise the voice. And some other breaking news. Uh, last night it was announced that Fred Nile is going to be uh, handing over the reins of the CDP in New South Wales to Lyle Shelton, who's your former boss. That's pretty exciting news. Well, yeah, that is so unexpected. I mean, Lyle kept that really underwrapped. So I was just talking to Lyle a couple of weeks ago, and uh, it was none the wiser. Uh, but, yeah, Fred Nile, the very, very long-serving uh, head of the Christian Democratic Party and uh, member of the New South Wales Upper House, will be resigning this November, and uh, Lyle Shelton will replace him. And the way that works, of course, is that that if Reverend Nile resigns and it's what they call a casual vacancy, which the party can then fill. Uh, and so the, I think it's the, the, the council or whatever the decision-making body within the party is will choose Lyle, they're expecting, install him to Fred's place, and then Lyle will have just over a year before the next New South Wales state election where he'll have to win the seat in his own right. But I was just reflecting on the fact that Mark Latham is in the New South Wales upper house and he's become really quite a quite a champion of many Christian values and really good legislation, you know, enforcing parents' rights and religious freedom and various things. And uh, Lyle Shelton plus Mark Latham in the upper house, well, it's a very, very interesting combination which could significantly impact on the culture of New South Wales, very often those people who hold those balanced power positions in the upper house have huge influence over the legislative agenda. So that's uh, that's really cool news. I know Lyle, and there's nobody like him for tenacity, for conviction. Uh, he's like a dog with a bone. When he's going to get something good done, he'll stick with it until it's done. <laughs> and so he's a he's a really formidable fella. So um, really looking forward to that uh, coming to coming to fruition. In other news, uh, in uh, South Australia, there's uh, discussion about the euthanasia bill. Uh, what's the latest update there, mate? Well, uh, we've talked about. I talked about this with Neil, I think, a couple of weeks ago as well. And uh, basically, New South, uh, South Australia is moving towards euthanasia inch by inch every day. Uh, this is going to go off to a committee now, so it's just been uh, delayed a fair bit. It'll take a little while to actually happen. But while it's in committee phase, while uh, this is you know being dragged on, it's a great opportunity for us to speak up and let politicians know about the dangers of euthanasia legislation. One of the challenges we have on euthanasia is that people often don't understand the issue. They don't see how serious it is. I guess if I could put it in a nutshell, is this serious? You know, you shall not kill. <laughs> you, know, mm. it, you shall not murder. It's, you, it, it's, it's a breaking of the command of God to change the whole medical profession so that rather than save lives, the medical profession now for the first time in our Western history can say, no, you know what? To care for someone, we can kill them. And what that does to medicine is very, very, very profound. And 
you know, the laws of God are given for our welfare and they are wise. And when God says don't kill people, he, he means it for our blessing. He means it for our benefit. And we've seen in other countries time and again where euthanasia laws have come in that the practice of medicine has so changed that killing people has become fairly commonplace for uh, for, you know, even in the Netherlands and Belgium, you've got dementia patients being euthanized who can't consent to it. You've got alcoholics. You had someone with a botched gender reassignment surgery. You had someone who was going blind. You've got now people dying at the hands of doctors because they are, quote, this is a quote, tired of life. You've even got children as young as eight being euthanized because they're disabled. It's a dreadful, nasty, insidious, shocking law. Uh, and people don't see it. They, they just think of it as, oh, well, very, very sick old people might need to have the machine switched off. That's not what this is. It's not what this is. So if people are concerned about that, and I'd encourage you to be concerned about it, again, uh, we've got time to raise our voice. We've got time to contact MPs and say, don't do it. Uh, it's not good. Uh, and that, uh, that campaign is available at our website. You can just click through from acl.org.au. So good to hear you guys speaking up for life in South Australia. And, uh, mate, you're also hitting the road, the Truth of It live tour in Queensland. You're going to be in Brisbane, Sunny Coast, Toowoomba, Bundaberg, Gladstone, Rocky, Gold Coast, Mackay, Cairns and Mount Isa. Tell us what can people expect when they uh, get to see Martin Niles live. Well, this is, uh, this is going to be a lot of fun. So I'm taking the truth of it for those, of the, those who know my vlog and uh, that, that, that show that I do on YouTube. I'm taking the truth of it on the road, visiting the cities and towns of Australia. As you say, Matt, Queensland is first, kicking off in Brisbane on the 28th of April. We have over a 1,000 people registered to attend, uh, and we're still more than, well, about two and a half weeks to run until that event. We expect that number to go up an awful lot. So it's going to be big, and then we're going to all those other locations. People can come along. They can hear the truth of Scripture applied to the issues of our time. They can ask me any questions they've got. Uh, they can meet me uh, and also we're going to uh, give people an opportunity to do more for God in the real world. We're going to show them what it is that ACL that they can be a part of if they want to uh, and introduce them to our volunteering programs and our local coordinators and all the rest of it. So it's going to be a whole heap of fun. There'll be some music at some of the events as well. Uh, really, really looking forward to it. Queensland's the first and I'll be in Western Australia and Tassie and then all around the country until we, we hit the climax in Sydney on November the 13th at the convention centre there. We're going to have our our, uh, our national conference at the end of all of this. So big year ahead of us. Going to be a lot of fun. And I'd say to everyone, just go to acl.org.au, click on a link to The Truth of It Live, RSVP if you're in any of those Queensland towns. Love to see you there. So, mate, I'm so excited that you're hitting the road. You know, they sound like, the, you know, in the US they call them town hall meetings, you know, like Trump had his, had his big rallies, you know. So is there any truth to the rumour? You know, so is this... Part of your push to become prime minister one day, Martin, is that the is that what's on the cards? <laughs> yes, that's exactly what it is. No. <laughs> I am not. I'm not running for politics, not at all. So don't worry about that. This is about getting the truth out there, and it's about rallying the people of God right across Australia to you know take take a more active involvement in the public life of our nation. And we think it's a wonderful opportunity to get together. We're, we're aiming to get 10,000 signed up volunteers at ACL. And as soon as we do, we're going to put a Gospel of John in every letterbox in the country. So, wow. you know, we're, we're, we've got big plans. We've got lots of Christian activism uh, that we want to get, get into. And this is all about just building the movement, growing the enthusiasm, getting more people connected, but also at the same time, just feeding the church and helping them uh, to apply their faith to the world around them. 
Well, Martin, we pray for the Lord's blessing on you. And once again, well done on uh, speaking up on Q&A last week. I encourage people to search that up online if they want to check out that video. Uh, also on Alan Jones, probably n- not as much of a hostile audience on Alan Jones, but uh, you, you did a couple of great jobs on the, on the telly last week, mate. And uh, if people want to find out more, once again, go to acl.org.au or search up the Australian Christian Lobby or Martin Isles on social media. You'll find all the links there. Mate, it's always a, always a pleasure to catch up. Thanks so much for your time. Thanks, Matt. My, the pleasure is all mine. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.